Shelby! Andrew, Andrew, Andrew! How are you? Oh, hey, I'm good, don't you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. How, uh, how are you? Uh, doing just fine, you know? Just doing fine. Pre I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I could do that. Is that... What accent would you call that? In my mind, oh, it's it Minnesotan, was, but I don't... It was a whole bunch of things. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think probably Minnesotan, and I think maybe veering towards a little bit of Canadian, oh, but yeah. then there was a little bit that was not Canadian. It was maybe offensively Irish, and that it mm. was not good. Mm, sure. So it was It was. I thought lot. it was great, though. You're doing, Thank you, you're doing a wonderful Thank job. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is Trip It <sighs> To Me, a travel-centric podcast where we talk about theme parks. We talk about things we did. Uh, we talk about travel. And, uh, and yeah, like I said, today, a little, little more theme park focused than mm. before, than usual. Not before. Um, than usual because I had a big weekend. Um, yes, you did. Yeah. And we've almost recorded like three ever other different times, and I'm pretty sure the topic would have been different every other time. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So we ended up on this one. The, the destiny has has seized us. Mm. We've seized the moment. If you had the Here chance to choose your fate, would you? <laughs> exactly. Yes. All oh, proud of you, Andrew, for for trying an accent, for the, stepping out of your comfort oh, zone. Voice work <laughs> is something people can. Really expect for me in the next, well, once we get past the 100th episode, in between 100 mm. and 200, I, I think I'll really hit my stride. That's going to be the sweet spot, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, no good. more after 200. Just also, if anyone would like to um, to hire us to um, <laughs> do voice recordings for ads or yeah. for animated films, mm. or um, any kind of voice work, like we, we can do that. Record a podcast at your house. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. You can hire us for... A number of things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you drinking, Shelby? <laughs> I am drinking a West Coastin' Hazy IPA. Cool. That, yeah. And probably not it's, a first, but one of the firsts where you're drinking a, a just a beer. I actually really don't mind it. Um, okay. It's a tropical hazy IPA. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really don't mind it because it's not overly hoppy. It's got, it's kind of fruity. Um, it's not too heavy. I think that's kind of my main complaint about beer. Other than that, some beers just taste really bad, but they're also really heavy. So this one is, this one's nice. Yeah. I agree mm -hmm. with your assessments, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. You're what welcome. are you drinking? Uh, Mountain Dew. Yeah. Just, Mountain just, Dew. just, uh, soda tonight. Caffeine. It's all good. I'm a little tired. Um, yeah. There's a lot of water in the room as well. I will probably make and, my way through that. And you just, you love Mountain Dew. I do like it quite a bit. More than I want to. <laughs> it's one, one of those relationships. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Would you like Mountain Dew as much if it was not fizzy? No, that would be terrible. <laughs> that sounds pretty awful. Would you like Mountain Dew more or less if it was a different color? The same, probably. I, I don't really... Mm. Th I mean, maybe... Well, no. Pepsi's brown. I like Pepsi and Coke just fine. 
Okay. So brown the aesthetic is a, isn't really no. the draw. Oh, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. I think I genuinely like the taste because okay. it's mostly sugar. So why wouldn't y- you? Yes, yes. Yeah. What are the, is it just like, is it like a citrus? Because I've never analyzed the, the flavor portfolio of Mountain Dew before. Is it like a citrus drink on steroids and like slightly radioactive? Mm. I would say it's a citrus drink that's uh, overpowered by sugar. Right, right, right. With with fizz, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's. Would like, you say it's like seventy percent sugar and like ten percent citrus and yep. like twenty percent fizz? Um, what's what's your percentage? Let's go, let's go sixty-five percent sugar. Okay. Um. Twenty uh, percent fizz, fifteen percent cit- citrus. Yeah, okay. all right. So, like, what I said, but just, like, varied slightly. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> just to be a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I can't say I've ever really analyzed the the different mm-hmm, tastes. Mm-hmm. Is, is fizz a taste, though? Is that? I think fizz is a texture. But, but I would argue that, like, carbonated water tastes no. different than, like, still water. It does. You're right. Yeah. So maybe maybe fizz is not just texture, but also taste. Yeah. How do you feel about flavored carbonated water? Uh, it really depends on the brand and the flavor. Hmm. But um, growing up, we drank it constantly. Oh, really? And I'm you were, sure You were ahead of the times. Oh, yeah. Well, because grandma and grandpa always had bottles of it in hmm. the fridge. And then I think at one point mom picked up on it. So then we always had bottles and bottles of it in the fridge. Hmm. So that was probably the only way that I stayed hydrated through my childhood. (laughs) That checks out. Probably the only way you stay hydrated through adulthood too. It explains a lot. I actually don't ever drink fizzy water now unless it's just like there. Like I'd never go out of my way to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I I cannot get into fizzy water. It's just not my Hmm. thing. Well, because the flavor is like a very small percentage of what you actually want the flavor to be. Yeah. So much so that like water is more tolerable, but it doesn't actually taste like what you want it to taste like. Right. I I like water, unlike you, and I drink a lot of it. Uh, Good for you. Good job. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't find the fizzy water refreshing, I think. Mm. Whereas water, I, I think I do. So. Right. Yeah. This has been the fizzy segment with Andrew and Shelby. I was just going to say that's our episode, everybody. And that's it. That's all you came here for. Just incredible content. Um, um, highly relatable content. Yeah. yeah, very good. I do have a segment for us. Okay. Uh, things I don't understand. Uh, it's, a, it's a classic segment. If you've never heard it before, I'm going to talk about something I don't understand. I don't really want to understand and um yeah people will explain it i'm not even gonna say that they they might they will Um, and by they we mean kurt and matthew hi guys and i um i will listen and i i'll maybe learn something and then i will immediately forget it because that's how little i care about one this segment into the topic (laughs) 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 the now, I will 
I will give a caveat that this one might be a little different um, in that it's closer to the last one we ever, the last one we've done is you talked about vacuums or, oh, yeah. or cleaning, cleaning supplies, the, cleaning, cleaning things that do the cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm closer yeah. to that end right here. So I, I want to talk about sinks. It feels like uh, sinks have evolved and I assume that some of that has been good for energy and good for water bills or, or whatever. But at some point, these automatic sinks are always the opposite temperature I want them to be and don't ever turn on when I want them to. <laughs> and then they do. And it's like, we, we're better than this, guys. Like, mm -hmm. Take me back 40 years where I can turn on which side of the the hot or the cold heck i'll i'll turn them both on get a perfect mix and i can i can do that um and now we're at this point where i stick my hands under one section of the sink and maybe water comes out and if it does it's the exact opposite temperature that i want it's like we can do better than this yeah also can i just chime in when Please. you're in a like public restroom yeah. setting and there's automatic sinks and you, like, do the dance of, like, you try the sink, but it doesn't turn on. Yeah. And then, like, you step to the next one, and as soon as you step away, it turns on. Yes. And then you step to the next one, and then, anyway, and then you're washing your hands, and then someone else comes up to the sinks, and they do the exact same dance. Right. Uh-huh. Do you, like, how, say, like, that one works, or, like, that one doesn't work, or do you just leave them be? No, I, I will try to say something, but you, if you do that, you really run the risk of if they get it right. Like, if they get the then water to come out, like you look like idiot. an idiot. Uh -huh. Yeah, you look uh, like you don't know how to use an automatic sink. Yeah, which, let's yeah. be honest, none of us do. So, <laughs> no one does. So, no shame. But um, but usually I'll try to say something. Uh, yeah. I, I think my um, main problem is the temperature at this point. Like, mm, okay. automatic sinks, I can see the value. I, I get, like, people don't want to touch the sink. That, that makes your hands dirty Oops. again. Yeah. Uh, I get that. It's just we gotta figure out the temperature, because when it's like forty degrees out, you don't want freezing cold water. No. When no. it's when it's hot out, you don't want hot water. It's very very simple. Mm, so, mm -hmm, there you go. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. I yeah. Uh, and a really quick addition to things I don't understand. I just found out Bo Burnham and Phoebe Bridgers are dating, and I don't understand that. So just wanted to throw that in. I'll be real honest, though. I have a hard time picturing anyone wanting to date Bo Burnham. Yes. Not because I'm sure he's I'm sure he's a lovely human being, but <laughs> maybe. I just, uh, but also like maybe not. Yeah. So like I don't I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, Bo. Nothing personal. I don't no, know. You. you make some good art. Um, but, but yeah, you yeah. don't seem like the happiest fella. Although Phoebe Bridgers probably isn't either. So, yeah. 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 I just, sometimes. I hope you're happy together. Really creative, really brilliant people are just not the easiest to live with. No, no. Yeah. And shout out to our hmm. spouses for putting up with us because <laughs> you and I are incredibly creative, brilliant people. I am a fucking peach. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was trying to compliment you another way, but, but okay. Oh, no, I am absolutely bonkers, and I am fully aware. And that's because you are so creative and brilliant. Yes, yeah. I've been 
as you know, I've been sick for the last like three days and, um, I have been at war with myself because my body knows that it needs to rest, but my brain wants to do everything. And there's a very small list of things that my brain is interested in. So not only is it restless and it wants to be active, but it wants to be active in very particular ways that are not conducive to healing when you're sick. So I have been moping around the house, like dragging my feet, moaning and groaning. And then Ben will be like, are you okay, babe? And I'll just go, it's so boring. Just all for the last three days. You're and terrible at being sick. is married to me. So that's really nice. That is, that, congratulations to Ben. Uh, yeah. And more so to you, I and, think. And to, yeah, and to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not good at being sick. Really I think not. I think I'm very good at it. Scary, like to the point it kind of scares me. I mean, I'm just really glad that you're not like sick all the time. Like you're you're a relatively healthy person, except for this Christmas. That was rough. This Christmas, I was really sick. Was I sick? <laughs> I was humming, and it was just whistling coming out. I wasn't trying. Just for the record. <laughs> Oh, I know that one. Last Christmas. Just for- <laughs> hey, you hey, finally got it. one. No, I'm we just kidding. It. You got other ones. It's fine. Yeah, just Not a bitter. one maybe. But um, Well, while I was sick today, because I was sick today, I finally started watching Yellowstone. Okay. And, and then blew through five watched. episodes. You told me six. Um, I thought it was six. <laughs> it was actually five. Um, the first one, though, is like an hour and a half long. So I think I kind of got... Why, why my... are... Never mind. Sorry. Keep going. I think it was only the first one. Yeah, they did that with The Last of Us, too. And I was like, oh, right. my gosh. Like, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just the first one. And then I think the other ones were like 40, 50 minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, which I don't know if they're just like, oh, we can't fit so much backstory into one. I don't know, whatever. Or they yeah. just like really want to hook you. They're like, now you can't leave. I don't know how much, because with comedy, people make pilots and then they get picked up and that's still pretty common. I don't know how much it is with like prestige and drama TV. Where um, And also like, on the I don't like the brand name um like production companies, yeah. right? Like I kinda feel like they, they I know I don't they, know this at yeah. all, but I kinda feel like Kevin Costner was like, I wanna make a show and they were like, Tell us more and he's like, I wanna make this show. Yeah. And they're like, sure, do whatever you want, you're Kevin Costner. Doesn't feel like they need to make a pilot probably. Yeah, yeah I feel like they were like, Yeah, Kevin Costner, just go be Kevin Costner right. in Montana. Um so I knew the show was going to be pretty heavy and fairly violent and fairly, like, raw and, like, very, um, like, adult content. Um, but let me tell you, it has not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, has not disappointed whatsoever. And also, I thought it was going to be a real slow burn. There is something traumatic that happens at least twice every episode. So like the second that you're like, oh, I can breathe again. Like this is a nice moment or this is a authentic, a vulnerable moment. It's like, boom, more. Uh, uh, uh. And so like, it's just, wow. It makes it very hard to stop. Hence why I've watched five episodes today. 
the characters are really interesting because it's very much that dynamic of like real life people. So there's not really good guys and bad guys. There's, there's definitely some people that are like not good people, but a lot of it is like, no, these people are making bad choices or these people are making good choices. And, um, yeah, which was really interesting. There's one scene between the new, like, chief character on the reservation and the son of Kevin Costner, who is kind of stuck between worlds, trying to do the right thing, but has kind of just fucked up multiple times already. And this chief, um, his name is Thomas, um, Tomas? Hmm. It's either Thomas or Tomas. Anyway, he looks at him and he goes, all men are bad. They're just really bad. But some men try really, really hard to do the right thing. And I just thought that was really interesting, especially considering the conflict between, like, so many of the characters. Like, within the family structure, there's conflict. And there's a history of a lot of trauma. And within the different parties, like... Um, the family that owns the ranch and the people on the reservation, the people who want to build these new housing units, there's all of this conflict. So to kind of just go, hey, like, we're not talking about good guys and bad guys, we're just talking about people, I thought was really kind of appropriate and fitting. Um, especially considering how political this show can get, and I think probably does get from what I've heard. So I'm really enjoying it. It's, uh, it's absolutely bonkers. Uh, the cast is pretty delightful so far. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty hooked. Nice. I think I'm like four years behind everybody else. But sure. I finally have a streaming method that that it's on. So I can finally watch it now. What it, What is it on there? It's on Neon. Oh, okay, here. okay. Mm-hmm. You've got yeah. a really random assortment of things on that from what you've been so telling me. <laughs> what you and Ben and have like, been telling me. There's seasons where, like, there's nothing on Neon that we want. And yeah. then there's seasons where it's, like, everything is on Neon. There's no balance whatsoever. It's great. Hmm. Interesting. Fun. Yeah. 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 So besides this crazy weekend with all of the parks that you're going to talk about later, what, yeah. um, what have you been up to? Well, I'm trying to decide what to talk about first. I'm going to get it out of the way so Shelby won't be annoyed with me later. Uh, the... the Oscar nominations came out this week, which is uh, important to me. And um, I like the... For the record, I did offer to do an Oscars episode with Andrew. And I said, if you want to, but I was going to get it out during the tw- the upcoming movie draft we're going to have in uh, maybe two or three weeks. Yes. And, uh, but, and then your, your lovely husband, just yes. one of a kind... Uh, mm-hmm. jumped in was like, well, I'll do an Oscars episode with you. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't, like, I don't wow. know what we're going to yeah. talk about, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Oscar nominations came out. The Oscars aren't till March 12th, uh, March 13th in New Zealand, I imagine. Um, and, uh, in the past nominations have not been a, uh, a strong point in the Academy. Um, uh, this year they did pretty well, I think. Uh, I like, I've seen a little, I think I've seen six of the ten Best Picture nominations. And uh, I like all of them except for Elvis. Um, we lost me <laughs> ranting about Elvis somewhere no. along the way. I do not like Elvis at all. Uh, but all the others are great. Um, and there are some uh, lovely surprises in, in the 
acting nominations, um, including, uh, I mean, maybe not surprises, but, but, uh, Michelle Yeoh getting nominated for everything, everywhere, all at once. And, uh, and I'm excited to watch Tar. I'm probably going to watch that later tonight or tomorrow, uh, with Kate Blanchett. And, um, and then the, maybe the biggest surprise and best supporting actor, uh, was, uh, from, uh, for a, a movie I've talked about, Causeway, uh, that starred Jennifer Lawrence, uh, but uh, nominated in uh, for that was Brian Tyree Henry, who's just delightful in that movie, and and I did not think he'd get nominated, but that's great for him. He will, he probably won't win, but um, but great that he's nominated. So um, I'm excited. I'm. I'm hopefully going to make it through all the Best Picture nominations in the next few weeks. Uh, but yeah, if if you're looking for, um, if you are interested in them at all, and I, I think this might be the most accessible, like Best Picture year for everyone. There's some mm. like action movies, there's some real awardsy talky movies you know and then there's some uh very artsy uh, they they've got a little bit of everything and that that's nice there's some there's two foreign films and best picture nominations and, and yeah it's i think i think they did pretty well all in all so there you go um fantastic thank you yeah. for that andrew no problem i um I, I think everything everywhere all at once might win. So that's very exciting. I really hope that it does. That would be lovely. Although the the ones that it's probably competing with for the top award are um, also quite good. So I won't be sad if it loses, but it would be exciting if it won. I think it would be really exciting. I think it deserves it. Yeah, me too. Um, the Banshees of Anishirin probably what it's up against but also maybe the movie i've thought about the most uh just uh yeah it's that one has stuck with me and stuck with everyone i think for a very long time so um yeah. I'd, I'd be more than happy if that one too so anyway next next um what else was on my list do you want another show or a movie? Are, aren't you going to talk about either one? You just want me to pick what's first, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's do let's do show. Show. Okay. We watched The Imperfects on Netflix, which I... Sorry for the fireworks, everyone. <laughs> I thought this show was based on a book. Because I have distinct memories of being like a young teen and a book came and like I can see the cover and everything and I've Googled it and it was not the Imperfects and it's really <laughs> bothered me <laughs> since not knowing what the book was because I can, I can totally see the cover. I can picture standing in Barnes and Noble and like seeing it on the shelf and I cannot remember what the name of the book is called. And that is completely besides the point. It doesn't matter. It's unrelated to the show. But it's been bothering me. If anybody knows what Shelby's thinking of, please so email I thought, us. 
thought that the books, there were three of them. I thought that it was the, the imperfects, the perfects, and like the normals or something. But apparently that's not what it is. So if anybody knows what the hell I'm even talking about, that would be really great if you could clue me in. The normals um, was a uh, late 90s, early 2000s contemporary Christian band, I think. Right. They were so pretty not good. not that either. Do you have you sirens at I... your place too? Do we have surround um, sound sirens they're, going? Uh, they're very young, small sirens. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they are also called children. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, a lot yeah, going anyway, on in the background right now. a lot going on. Sorry it for sounds the like there's a helicopter over to... my, my house. I'm not sure. <laughs> and, I, and my iPad was dying, so I just had to plug it in. And so if you heard the door, Ben was bringing my charger. Anyway, this is professional good. podcasting, everyone. Trip it to me. The peak. Woo! The peak. <laughs> peak professionalism. Anyway, I watched The Imperfects, and we just found out it's not being renewed for another season, which is a little bit of a bummer. It's not an extraordinary show. It's not going to win any major awards. There's one actress we kind of had a hard time with because she wasn't particularly good. There are moments where it was like, oh, you're the weakest link. And then other moments where she's fine. Bye. But I will say the story was interesting, kind of a, a, a different twist on like, mutating genes and people with superpowers but the star of the show was the mad scientist who was a a ginger queer aussie character and um he was just absolutely mad and delightful and we always laughed when he was on screen because he was just wonderful and then the other one is this like pop punk maybe not so much pop just like this punk goth chick musician and she was had so much snark Hmm. and i really enjoyed it it was a lot of attitude one of those characters that you watch and you go i wish i could get away with saying that to someone (laughs) in my life not actually though because the consequences would be horrible but it's enjoyable watching her do things without any consequences so yeah that's really really all i have to say about that one it was a fun like sci-fi teen show when you're watching Teen, I don't know, dramas, whatever you want to call them. Teen, teen shows. Do you like them to be really close to reality, or would you rather them be have like that layer of supernatural, maybe, or 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 just some sort of fantasy element? I think I think I could probably word out some explanation of of what i like but i think the real evidence is is in the shows that we actually watch and what we actually watch are teen dramas that are like either fantasy or sci-fi yeah i don't really watch the ones that are just teens kicking around school the exception being like sex education Mm, great show phenomenal um I would really like to watch Euphoria. We haven't watched it yet. Yeah. But otherwise, like most of the the teen stories that that we watch have some layer of sci-fi or fantasy to it. Yeah. I I think uh I think I like comedies. I'm not sure I like just right. straight teen dramas. Yeah. It's hard to 
kind of like miracles in movies or TV shows. You can't really portray them. Uh, I feel like just straight teen dramas, they just feel goofy at times or and yes. oversaturated. So yes. yeah, it's it's a hard hard one to pull off, and so I think they're it's a lot easier with um, with some sort of fantasy or comedy or, or something added. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I mean, you either a lot of being a teenager is a comedy. You don't yeah. you don't see it at the time, but that's why we all laugh about it later. Because I think and, it's hard to find that balance between right. like, no, as a teen, you're going through a lot of things that are really fucking hard. But also, like, things are hilarious because you're a teenager. Yes. And, yeah, so I feel like there's that that hard bit. Like, 13 Reasons Why is a great example of, like, a really, really serious teen drama that is, like, heavy and has some consequence to it. Um, Perks of Being a Wallflower is, a, is still on the heavy side, but a little bit more, it's a little bit closer to that, like true to real life it's not all yeah, heavy yeah, you know there's some light moments it's to a it. lot of yeah that one feels right at the realism level that i'm comfortable yeah. with yeah yeah <laughs> yes uh-huh. uh-huh yeah yeah um speaking of realism i watched a movie called after sun uh and speaking of the academy awards the the actor the lead actor was nominated i don't remember his name so i'm looking right now um, Paul Mescal. I think he actually dated Phoebe Bridgers and then they broke up and then Phoebe Bridgers. I think that's the reason why I knew Phoebe Bridgers was dating Bo Burnham. Anyway. Can we name this episode the, the love life of Phoebe Bridgers? Yes. <laughs> Please. We're going to get some random people listening to that. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, it stars Paul Mescal. Mescal. I think, and he plays a father um, of, uh, I don't know, probably 11 or 12-year-old girl, and him and his, him and her mother are separated. I don't know if they were ever married, they are divorced, they're not together. Um, and so him, so Paul Mescal's character and, and his daughter are on vacation for a week, and that's the movie. Um it's very, uh, it's very real. It's very funny at times. Um, the The relationship between father and daughter is, I mean, that's the story, and it, it's quite beautiful. It's also very, um, very sad at times. Uh, we we get to see these characters in different settings and and the father character is is quite clearly depressed and really just doesn't have anyone and um the i'm not gonna say too much because you should go watch it it i think it's a scottish film but but it's pretty uh, it's all in english and and an easy easy watch and that um it's a pretty short and and uh uh, interesting i think it wasn't slow even though the subject matter was uh, nothing like it's it's not an escape by any means um the the ending is one of my favorites of the of any movie i saw in, from 2022 it, it's a really really powerful ending and and just really well done uh, trying 
it doesn't take anything too far, but it also uh, there's there's a lot of stakes and it doesn't get too weird. I think is what I'm trying to say. It stays real, but it's just interesting enough to be like, oh, what's what's going on, and what mm-hmm. is what is this really talking about? So, um, yeah, I I really really liked it, and uh, yeah, it was great. So check it out. Hmm. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Good um, Scottish film. Yeah, I, I have, if it didn't tell me it was Scottish, I might not have known it was Scottish. Oh, but really? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Hmm. It was a very just like a very human story, I think, and mm. uh, yeah, didn't didn't try to do anything more. It was it was just really really good. <laughs> so mm. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, last one? Well, and then last I think one. we're going to talk about The Last of Us, like we yeah. said we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last one. Uh, All right. We watched the Stanford Prison Experiment on Netflix. Oh, boy. Yeah, and this is a story that has been made into movies like a couple of times. We watched one a couple of years ago that was kind of... It took more liberties with the actual experiment and the results, whereas this one, which is currently on Netflix, was more of a literal, I don't want to say retelling, because it's not a documentary, but it was more of a literal take on what happened. So it's all themed in time period. There are certain events in the movie that are very much tied to the experiment. Um, Real names, you know, real people. It was really well done, and the cast of of young men that plays the the prison guards and the inmates, lots of familiar faces, so those characters were really enjoyable to watch because because there's already that familiarity level, and and with some of these young men, um, have seen them in multiple things. Some of them have only seen them in you know maybe maybe one thing, or um, and so it was it was cool to see them. In, in such a completely different role. But the concept is that in in Stanford in the, oh, I think the 60s, uh, the psychology department did an experiment, which was actually more like a simulation, where students were hired um, over a, a school break to either role play as a guard or as a prisoner. And so they recreated this fake little prison in one of the buildings and they basically just sat back to watch what happened and it got real dark real fast and basically they just saw the power dynamics immediately at play and uh, people got hurt there were some really shitty things that happened and we just kind of saw how quickly things can devolve into a really really horrible situation and where where people can treat each other really really poorly so really good at the end of the movie they did a couple of like interview style shots with with the actors but they were still in character and it kind of made me wonder if that was if they were basing those scenes off of real footage that they took after the fact. Um, I would like to look into that a bit because those conversations were really interesting, talking to the participants after everything had happened. In particular, one of the guards and one of the the prisoners that had really clashed in the experiment were just sitting down talking to each other like, hey, I know you're not a bad guy, but like, 
in this situation. You did really bad things. And so, um, yeah, just a really interesting movie about what humans are capable of. Yeah. And it does make you ask the question, like, of course you, you go, oh, I would never be like that. But that's exactly what this experiment proves is that like, you don't know what you're capable of until you're in this situation. None of them had markers in their personality that said, oh, you're going to abuse your power or you're going to go crazy with this. None of them. So very interesting for anybody who's interested in psychology or Hmm. some history or just a little bit of a thriller. Hard to watch. I think had we not known the story. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had actually thought that someone had died in the experiment, and that's why it got called off. Um, I was mistaken. No one did. So at times, yes, hard to watch. But we were also pretty prepared for it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because the experiment was, it was meant to go for two weeks, and they called it after six days. Hmm, Because things became so volatile. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll... I'll talk about Babylon, um, which is a Damien Chazelle movie. Loved, loved what he's made, um, including Whiplash, one of my favorite movies of the last Love like that movie. twenty years. And um, La La Land is probably his best known movie, and I like level. I like La La Land. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, this stars Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, Diego Calva, among among other people. It is one of the seemingly many movies from last year that is talking about whether um, whether making art or being a, a good person, um, which one you should do. And, <laughs> um, this one, this is also just kind of a, a love story to movies in general. Um, taking that first theme, this might have told that theme and story the least effective of of the ones I'm thinking about but uh, but man this is a movie this is this is wild and totally just just a crazy movie I'm gonna tell you the first like few minutes there is someone gets pooped on by an elephant in the first two minutes. <laughs> An elephant runs through a party and Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie does cocaine and has the most amazing dance sequence. Like, I, like it was incredible. I, I, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Uh, I'm not sure this movie has a lot to say, but it put on a show and sometimes that's all you really want. And I think that's all I really wanted. Uh, there are people listening i don't know i don't know your movie tastes but if you watch this you might absolutely hate this i i think (laughs) i I think there's no question about that um i happen to love it like it the first half just rips and is, is just wild and it's over three hours i should say um the conclusion is strange um the in fact the last 45 minutes is strange. The movie kind of just descends into hell, literally, maybe. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but it's, it's 
kind of like uh, Nightmare Alley last year. It's just kind of this wild, almost feels like an old Hollywood movie where there's so much going on and it's a little over the top, but I'm I'm in for the ride and I had a great time. Margot Robbie was fantastic, as she usually is, but, but this is... This is a fun role for her, and she was great. Um, Diego Calva is, is kind of the lead, really, and I, I didn't know much about him, but he was really good, too. And Yeah, it was, it was great. I, um, I had a great time with it. Uh, but if you watch it and don't have a good time, I don't blame you. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was wild. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I, I would really like to see this one. Yeah, it's it just when people want like escapism in movies or, or just being mm-hmm. whisked away by Hollywood and the Hollywood stories. This is this is it. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it's a little more wild than you might bargain for. Um, maybe they bit off a little bit more than they can chew, but it was um yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, um, yeah. The other the other thing we're going to talk about before we get into the topic is The Last of Us, um, which there will probably be spoilers. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. we're gonna do this every week. We're yeah. technically, I guess, we're a little behind, really, because yeah. the yeah. Well, we'll usually be basically a week behind because yeah. when we yeah. release these. Um, then the next one comes out that night, I think. So we'll talk about the first two? Yeah, that, that sounds good. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm happy to talk in general or specific terms. But uh, Shelby, go ahead. What you, you talked a little bit about it mm. the first week. We don't need to rehash the first episode yeah. too much. Um, but, but yeah, what, what do you think of it so far? really enjoying it i was really mad that there was only one episode available when we watched which i think i said that last time mm-hmm. i was like ben fix it i want to watch more um yeah same thing with the second episode i had the first episode very much is like backstory groundwork information that the audience needs to understand what's happening and then the second episode is heightens the sense of drama as far as the importance of what's happening, but also heightens the sense of tension because you get a greater understanding of what these zombies are actually like. Uh, you get more sass from the characters. Spoiler alert, we lose one of the characters. So you get more empathy for Pedro's character. And it really, I really feel like the first episode and the second episode are like two sides of the same coin as far as like really, really setting up the story goes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm totally hooked. I'm totally into it. I love the design of the zombies. They're horrible and terrifying. And I love it. It's a, it's a strange look to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's a human body, like a yeah. very real, very human normal body. human like body. A and then a fungus. Brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love the concept that, like, because it's fungus and because it can grow, you can have different 
almost pools of these infected people that then can communicate to each other from miles away. Yeah. I think that is like, I, cause I feel like now in, in the, the era that we are in, we've seen all of the zombie stories. And we've seen all of the different, you know, iterations and versions. And this is new to they me. Looked, so yeah. I'm finding it really intriguing. Yeah, they look interesting. And, and it's hard, yeah. to your point, like it's hard to make a, a zombie movie or TV show where it's like surprising anymore. And, and yeah. these, these were certainly surprising when they got up close to them on screen. Uh, uh, uh-huh. um, yeah. Does it really make sense to me that the fungus only takes over the head and not the rest of the body? No. No, it doesn't make any sense. But I think it looks but cool. Can I can I can I <laughs> Yeah, please. Frame it in this way. If the point of the fungus is to take over control of the body and slowly eat it away, but keep the body functional. It makes sense that the most altered part of the body would be the brain. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. yeah. And that I is my official position as a scientist that right. has studied fungi. No, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah I mean, I got I got some like toenail fungus, and it hasn't spread to my arm or anything, so we're good. I- you mean I haven't been talking to a mushroom this whole time? I'm so glad. <laughs> I just like mushrooms. I ate in the mushroom kingdom today, so um, yeah. yeah. I like those mushrooms better than the real mushrooms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, th- that little uh, quibble aside, which I don't actually care about, like it just um, the f- the first episode, like you said, a lot of backstory and very effectively told in the. The first 20 minutes of the, the first episode is probably my favorite 20 minutes yeah. of the first two. I mean, it's just really well done um, and interesting and, and horrific. Uh, the second episode feels like, and maybe I'm, I've got a com- completely wrong read on it, but it feels like the start of a uh, kind of sadistic, sadistic adventure quest. Um mm. And uh, maybe that's not where it's going, but but that that's kind of how it felt. And I, I think they've written the, I mean, there's a young girl in the first episode. There's a young girl in the second episode who's the one in the second episode seems like she'll be a main character going forward. And uh, they've written both of them wonderfully. And, and mm. credit to those child actors, because you don't always find good ones, but those two have really pulled it off so far. Um, yeah, the, honestly, those two characters are the most interesting to me. I don't mm-hmm. think I've really got to attach to the main character, Pedro Pascal's character. Um, uh, yeah. How about you? Do, do you have any favorite characters so far? Yeah, like I think I'd agree with you in that the two young female characters are the ones that you kind of get attached to, which is interesting because they're kind of foils. Yeah. The, you know, the daughter in the first episode is sweet and kind and generous and nurturing. And Ellie in the second episode is a pain in the ass and hostile. And so I think in, in lots of ways, she's everything that his daughter wasn't. 
and she's nothing like his daughter. So that, I think, is setting it up to make for a very interesting relationship on their part. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so, too. I do kind of wonder, and I'll be curious, I think, did Ben play the video game? He didn't. Okay, no, okay. he didn't. We've we've talked about it though because we I think we've got some friends who have. Yeah. And they've kind of communicated. Um, Ellie's really annoying though in that yes. she does really dumb things and she doesn't think things through. That's and funny. apparently everyone is like, oh, just wait, <laughs> this is only episode two. <laughs> and so I'm like mentally preparing for yeah. Ellie to make some really stupid decisions. Yeah. I'm curious how they'll handle like character arcs and all that because, mm. uh, and I don't say this to belittle the media at all i i mean i like theme park attraction storytelling for crying out loud but but like uh video games aren't aren't meant to like show a huge huge character arc right it's not supposed to last so after like four seasons oh i think i i think i mean i think it depends i think they're predictable character arcs right yeah yeah potentially but i also think that video games because of how big the market is, I think that storytelling in video games has actually become quite sophisticated. I agree Not with that. Not always. I, I yeah. completely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, you think of some of the some of the video games where the characters, like, the number of hours that are put into finishing a game could probably last, you know, at least a couple of seasons of a right. TV show, depending on how long they make it. Yeah. I guess I guess what I'm wondering is like, how do you, especially these first person games, like how do you make that character change, mm. <laughs> like like his mindset, his, uh, mm. and um, the way he is, and I if I had to guess, I bet that father character is gonna soften and and like see right. his daughter and this new girl, um, mm. things like that. But I'm curious how they'll handle that because mm. first-person games, like you're playing as yourself, sort of, um, not always as a character. So, yeah, a lot of times though, it's all about like motivation. Like especially with games where you're questing, yeah, the character arc changes depending on the challenges that you face <laughs> on the quest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that oftentimes is where the the character arc stems from. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, so like it does. currently the quest is like get the girl to safety. Now that's changed because he's just lost his partner and she's died. Yeah. And he didn't want anything to do with the girl. So now he has the choice of abandoning her or continuing on with getting her to safety like his partner wanted. So I think I think within those challenges of the smaller quests built in kind of the larger scale one is, is probably where a lot of that character development comes from. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. What did you but think we'll of... See. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that last... I think it was the last scene of, season, of episode two. Oh, my gosh. Um, it was great. Yeah. Like... I mean, the last, like, 15 minutes, right? Very, yeah. very good. Yeah, like the suspense of they've just escaped this really high-intensity situation where there's lots of zombies and, like, you're just on the edge of your seat and they're terrifying. Like, you're seeing them for the first time. Ellie's seeing them for the first time. Cool action They've sequence. escaped. Hmm? Cool action sequence, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And 
then they have escaped and they think that they're safe. And then there's this sense of, oh, the whole reason that we've come here, like these people have turned, all of this has been a waste. And then you find out that What's-Her-Face is infected and then the self-sacrifice and then Ellie being stupid and not wanting to leave and though, even though the whole building's going to blow up. It, and then, oh, and then the, the fungus kiss, <laughs> the zombie. Oh, it's a lot. The most but interesting was... thing that's happened, honestly, like yeah. the fungus kiss. I really want to Ooh. just read into that. What Ooh. is going on? What in the world? Which also makes me remember um, the flashback with the scientist in. Was it was it India? I'm not remembering uh, where the oh, flashback oh. was. Indonesia. Where they picked Wasn't up. It? Yes, thank you. Yeah. They picked up the professor right. from Indonesia. And then they had the cadaver of, like, yeah. the, one of the people that was, like, first infected. And they asked her, sorry, I'm completely backtracking, but they asked her, like, what do we do? How do we fix it? And she was, like, just bomb Yes, yeah. just good. Like, just bomb Bookends, bookends of the episode where yeah. they end up bombing that whole house. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated that element of the storytelling in, mm-hmm. in episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. about you? Thoughts on on the final scene? Oh, the I thought the final scene, or honestly, a final twenty minutes was, um, if the first twenty minutes of the the first episode was my favorite, that that's right behind mm-hmm. it. Um, that was that was very good, and and just the whole episode was building up to it. Reminded me a little bit. Uh, it wasn't like all a one take or anything, but it just all felt very fluid, and and we're just seeing this. Uh, there, there's no time gap, right? It, it all feels like it's happening within the hour that you're watching the show, and, and I always yeah. like it when when TV hmm. shows can pull that off. Uh, I don't think that's quite accurate, but it's it's really close. Like there wasn't a lot hmm. of time that we missed with the characters yeah. in there I, I so i i liked um yeah i liked both of the episodes was it also insanely frustrating to you that she didn't just pick up a grenade when she <laughs> threw the whole box of grenades on the ground <laughs> the yeah yeah a little bit the Instead lighter she's trying was to use this zippo lighter that's not working like why didn't you just pick up a grenade because you're gonna what set yourself on fire instead of using a grenade what are you doing yeah not not the smartest move but i mean no one's thinking clearly they're all turning into fungi zombies because yeah could have just picked up a grenade then she wouldn't have had to kiss the mushroom oh yeah yeah mushroom is too kind that did not so, look like a mushroom. It was so intimate. <laughs> really interesting that, like, that's that was the first contact. Not someone trying to rip her apart or, like, no. munch, you know, oh, yeah. bite. But it was just this kiss of death from, from the mushroom man. Yeah. Maybe maybe shows how much they uh, are still thinking and, and want human contact. So They're just a big family, really. Yeah. Big, scary, yeah. scary family. Big, scary hive family. Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where it'll go. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? No. I'm looking right. forward to the next one, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I don't remember how many they're supposed to be, but we'll watch them and we will we talk will. about them every week. Every week. Every single week. Uh, in the U.S., this is on HBO Max and in New Zealand, it's on Neon, I think. Yes. Um, yes. So mm-hmm. Watch it along with us if you'd like. Yeah, please do. All right. Should we get to the topic? Let's do it. Tell our, us about your weekend. Our, um, our talking about what we've done has gotten longer and longer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, my weekend was busy. Um, as a, I, live in, I live in Anaheim, uh, in, right next to Disneyland, and I go to Disneyland often. I go to all the theme parks around here pretty often. Um, and on Friday... Disneyland opened a new ride called Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It's a lot of fun to say over and over again. They also debuted a new fireworks show at Disneyland and then a, a another nighttime spectacular. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, the original one there was called World of Color. So this is called World of Color 1, um, which is just a new iteration essentially um those fire those nighttime shows were to celebrate the company's 100th anniversary there's also some like decorations around and little bits of entertainment and all that so uh friday was a big day uh and then and then today which is sunday uh, we went to universal studios hollywood and and uh saw the new land there which is called uh super nintendo world and uh yeah so it was very exciting um big big changes especially at universal um that park has gotten a little bigger and evolved um from what was kind of the small half day park to a place where you can spend the full day and and have plenty to do so uh i guess i'll start with friday and, and just talk through the experiences a little bit um and if you have questions, Shelby, please jump in. Uh, or comments. Um, I love to hear your comments as well. That sounded sarcastic, but I, I, I truly do. <laughs> We'd love to hear your comments, <laughs> Shelby. <laughs> uh, Friday, so on Friday, these when Disneyland debuts a new ride in the last three years, they use a system called virtual queuing. Essentially, you get on the app... And you try to save a place in line without actually being in line. You're, you're virtually in line. Um, it, we'd gotten pretty good at this for other rides. Maybe a little too cocky for our own good. And so we woke up at 6.57 in the morning. We could do it from bed. We get the app ready, all that. And at 7 o'clock, we, we push to enter the queue. Um, we don't get in uh and like i i had the day off work melissa took the day off work and so we're like okay whatever we'll try again we'll try again in the second window which is at one so we go into the park uh after sleeping a little bit more and then end up getting lunch and are ready to try for the second one like surely we'll we'll get in on this one, and uh, we try again and, and just don't get in. And these things 
sold out in less than half a second. They must have because we were very fast. Um, how do you even? How do you even like push the button fast and like I don't understand. <laughs> it's uh, it's a flawed system for sure. Um, and saying I'm saying that as someone who's like games the system before and totally used it to oh hello totally Sorry. used it to my advantage, but. This time around, uh, I don't know. There were a lot of people there Friday. Probably the most I'd seen since um, since pre-pandemic or post-pandemic, I guess. And uh, so I, everyone was just trying. And I, I think that's all it came down to. <clears throat> Disneyland's also done um, something called uh, Lightning Lanes, which is basically paying to skip the line. So I wonder how many... Slots they have allotted for people who want to pay 20 bucks versus people who want to do the virtual queue for free. Um, yes. Question. Yeah. So a little bit of a sidetrack. When we went into lockdown here, when people were coming back overseas, you had to queue to get a, like a slot in quarantine. And what was happening was that bigger companies were basically buying robots to get all of the quarantine slots, and then they were selling those slots to people who could afford them. Okay. Which was hugely problematic. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's and like far more immoral than anything I'm talking about today. Yes, yes. Yeah. But do you think that that at all is a possibility with something like this? Um, because when you have, like, however many humans... They're just trying to push the button slightly faster than somebody else. Do you think that's part of it? What's the, what's the, are you asking if people are trying to sell off slots? Sorry, I'm. Like essentially when you've got so many people that are all having to push a button within like a millisecond of each other. Is it that, like, is there such a thing of like a company buying a bot? And then, like, they're providing slots for... P is anything like that? No, I, I just think there are too many people trying to get into a limited amount of slots, I think. Right. Because um, on any given day, there's more than 100,000 people in the park. And right. there's probably um, 10,000 slots. So. Right. Because I just, if you, if you woke up like, and you pushed that button at seven o'clock, yeah. it means that other people beat you out because they pushed it like a millisecond faster yeah, yeah. than you. That's like, all how do you even is, calculate that? Um, yeah. I, I feel like it's a lot of just luck of the draw, really. Yeah. Um, I do think, I do think it's frustrating that one, they have the system in the first place, but two... They they give a lot of slots to people that are paying twenty dollars to ride the ride, and honestly, a lot of a lot of people don't have the extra money um, to yeah. to do that. I I do think there's an issue there, and instead of it being like a what I would guess is at least a two to one ratio of two slots for people who pay versus one slot in the virtual mm. queue, I, that's probably being generous to Disney, honestly. Um, and it's not just Disney who does this. All all theme parks do this, uh, but but uh, I I think that's that's probably the biggest issue. 
um, with it and, and that it's just not a fair trade at all. They just need to figure out a better system. I would rather they just go with all the standby queue and if you want to ride, get there at five in right. the morning and, and mm. first come first serve. I think that's fair and fine to do. So mm. um, for now, if you want to ride this attraction, you just have to have really fast thumbs and mm. uh, and or pay 20 bucks, which I don't recommend, honestly. Um, or hire a gamer to just sit there yeah, with your Yeah, something phone like that. Because they've got really fast thumbs. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah, we, we missed it both times on Friday, and we didn't write it, um, which was too bad. Uh, we have gone on that ride in Disney World. It's at Hollywood Studios. Uh, at Disneyland, it's a bit different. I'll talk about it now because we we're talking about it and we wrote it on Saturday after getting in on the first time and uh, the first group this time around. So um, the the queue is a lot different. It's like you're so the, so the ride itself is you're hopping on a train that Goofy's conducting and things go awry because it's Goofy and um mickey and minnie are along for the ride and and you go into a bunch of different rooms that are reminiscent of the mickey mouse shorts like short films that are fairly popular uh you could like on disney plus or or on youtube or wherever um and and every scene is kind of like one of those little short films it's it's cute it's a lot of fun uh at Disneyland, this the setup for it is that you're going into a movie theater. It's called the El Capitan Theater instead of Capitan. Um, and there, there's a lot of fun um, gags and, and puns. Um, there's a lot of props from other Mickey Mouse uh, films or, or short films. Uh, the, the famous Potato Land short uh there's also mickey and the beanstalk which is a little more famous or mickey mickey's christmas carol they, they have props and, and i mean they're all like made up right because mickey mouse didn't actually use these but uh what? but yeah yeah you, it's okay shelby don't don't worry what? santa claus is we real. can circle back to that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so it was, it was a lot of fun to walk through and, and it looked good and and i really liked um the the queue here that's new at Disneyland compared to Disney World. So, uh, good job. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Uh, the ride was fun, and, and it's always fun to go. It's always fun to be there when new stuff debuts, and fun to go on things with people who have never done it before. And, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. Uh, I, l- I love me that classic compare and contrast Disney World versus Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No oh, good. Uh, the, we we were in line for quite a while, and then the ri- ride broke down several times on on the Saturday. Uh, it's a trackless ride system, which means like if anything falls on on the ground where the ride vehicles go, the whole thing shuts down for like half hour, right. an hour at a time. Um, so that happened, and we sat in line for. An hour, I, I walked around and took pictures, and then Melissa walked around, and and we made friends with our neighbors, and, and yeah, it was it uh, annoying, but it, we don't 
we live here, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> so the down. trackless ride system is like the... Uh, oh, it's completely the rise of the yes, yeah, yeah. The, stu- the new That's... yeah, same same ride system. Right. Um. Yeah, a new Star Wars ride that came out in like uh, 2020. Uh, that uses a trackless system as well. That one is more technically impressive than Mickey and Minnie's. Um, this I I don't think I put this new ride in like Disneyland's top ten or so, but it's a good edition a lot of Hmm. a lot of fun and surprisingly the first ever disney ride that includes mickey mouse and Minnie, or not includes but like features them so Uh, where is it located in disneyland toontown oh so it's basically the only reason why you'll step foot in toontown exactly that and roger Mm -hmm. rabbit um Mm -hmm. toontown's not actually open yet it opens in march they just redid it all it looks better i saw parts of it the parts that weren't walled off it looks prettier. It's still not okay. great. It's still not great, but um, okay. but it'll be uh, it'll be more inviting for everyone because it has two good rides now, and um, I think it just looks a little better. So that's good. Mm. Yeah. Um, back to Friday that night. Well, we went. We we ate a lot of food and then rode a few rides, and then that night we got. A spot um, on Main Street, which is looking towards the castle, uh, for fireworks about two hours before at the fireworks show. Uh, the I've talked about it on here before. The Disneyland crowd is so um, local, and like, like compared to other theme parks or even other tourist destinations. Uh, you you go somewhere else and you'll meet someone you'll meet people from everywhere at disneyland like so many people go after work and stuff that Mm. that they'll get there and like no one really cares about going on any rides so you might as well go sit on the street for three hours waiting for the new fireworks show it's (laughs) probably annoying to uh to tourists or out of tourists yeah yeah i'm sure it's frustrating um to to the people that live here it's just kind of like oh this is just what we do um it's a great way to talk to different people and and some of my favorite conversations have come from that it's me hi i'm the problem it's me everyone Um, who just goes and sits on the sidewalk for three hours yeah or just in the middle of the street, like I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to wait, and and you start to hear. Uh, I remember back last April or May uh, when they brought back a lot of the old shows out of the pandemic. I remember um, a guy I was talking to was like. Yeah, I was here for the first showing of this parade, and then I was here in 92 when they brought it back, and then I was here in 99, and and just lists all of these. I'm like, that's cool. Andrew, is that guy you? No. Are you going to be that guy someday? Yes, someday, but I'm not that old yet. You're going to be that guy someday. That's fine. And then you'll be like, here, let me pull out my um, hologram. And I'll show you the 5,000 of my favorite photos that I've taken at Disneyland over the last 25 years. 
Melissa grabbed like these little uh while they were in our our burgers tonight they had like a little mark it was basically a toothpick pickles oh okay it was a toothpick but it had like a mario hat on top it it was (laughs) cute and like they're meant to they're meant to be like little souvenirs or whatever so she took them and i was like okay and then i was like are you gonna take those napkins too because they had the the nintendo logo on them she's like yes i am and Uh (laughs) stuck Mm -hmm. stuck them in her bag that's what Mm -hmm. that's what your uh, story about me when i'm 65 reminded me of because yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah that is us you'll have all of the photos and melissa will have all of the mementos all of the napkins all of the napkins <laughs> um the, which is the... also a potential name for this episode thank you very much all oh, of the napkins you've just i'll start letting you edit and name them all i will do one of those things um <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the new fireworks show is called Wondrous Journeys. You can read all of my thoughts about it on wanderingindisney.com. But, wanderingindisney.com. Uh, it's, it's really good. Uh, Disney has kind of struck out in the last like five years on fireworks shows they've created. But this, this one is exceptional. It's, it has a really good pace to it. It's energetic and fun, but still pretty heartfelt. Uh, I'll just talk about my very favorite moment. They do a kind of a medley of Belle, uh, the song Belle from Beauty and the Beast, uh, the reprise from How Far I'll Go, and Moana, and and uh, a Tar no, not a Tarzan, uh, Hercules song, and then it all leads into um, Out There from Hunchback of Notre Dame. And this, oh, it is, fantastic. it is really, really beautiful. Um, mm. Really well done. Um, there's also a cool Big Hero Six in Baymax moment. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really, it's a really, really good show. And uh, and Disneyland has been pretty hit and miss in fireworks shows. So um, yeah, it. I hope this one sticks around for a long time. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and, and like I said, seeing it with um, more people than I've seen on Main Street in a very long time uh, was was really exciting, and and the crowd, like any like rock show or or sporting event, when the crowd gets into it, it just makes everything more fun too. Mm-hmm. From there, we booked it across the Esplanade, which uh, is. What separates Disneyland from California Adventure? And we watched uh, the new World of Color show. World of Color 1. Thank you. (laughs) That is a horrible name. It's pretty bad. Terrible. And the show's pretty bad too, I think. Uh, I I do want to see it again. I will probably review it before I see it again, but... Do you think that the wow factor of the fireworks show set your expectations too high for the World of Color show? No, I think I've done... I th- I don't think so. Um, I think I've seen enough to, like, know... World of Color is far different. Um, if you've never been to the park, think of, like, the Bellagio Fountains, I guess. That would be the most real life comparison and then set it to like Disney music or Disney yeah, clips. Sentimental childhood songs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the world With, of, yeah. I, 
World of Color is incredibly hard to get right. I think they, they've done multiple versions of it. The first one is really good. Um, it has a really good pace. It does a nice job of, of intermixing like songs with clips and, and all of that. It does, it does really well. What every other time they've tried it, it, they just haven't got it right. And I'm afraid they didn't again. Here's my question though. Yeah. Do any of the World of Color shows come even anywhere close to the water show that we saw at Samstown? <laughs> Absolutely not. Samstown <laughs> is as good as it gets. Yep, that is Thinking it. about it's going back there. Just Waterfall with the taxidermied yeah. robotic animals. And the, like, very clearly copyrighted <laughs> soundtrack music that I'm sure they're not allowed to use. Oh, yeah. Please don't get them in trouble, anyone. No, please. Please don't. Uh, Sam's Town, if you want to sponsor us. I'll go yeah. I'll go stay a few nights there. I was going to yeah, say a week fine. at first, but no, I'm not going to stay a week. There. <laughs> you don't want to be there for a week. The pool's not that good. No, it's not. No. Uh, World of Color 1 was... The, the pacing was very strange. Uh, there were some cool moments. Pocahontas. Uh, there, there was a song from Pocahontas, which is a movie, movie that I really don't like, but has a has a pretty good soundtrack. And that song was good. There was uh, instrumental from Lion King that the, the fountains did some cool stuff to. The fountain effects are really cool. There's just some really confusing decisions. Uh, there's an amazing Star Wars segment, and they that culminates in them like blowing up the Death Star, and then the fountains go crazy, and it, it looks awesome. Ooh, cool. And then and then there's another like forty five seconds of Star Wars stuff, but it's just like pictures from the movie. Why and... did you not finish on the Death Star blowing up? <laughs> yeah, it was a really confusing. Like right after that is a a picture of like, uh, like the the Ewoks and, and like a green. It almost looked like concept art from the movie. So like, I don't. I truly don't know what they were going for mm. there. Um, mm. And it was just a lot of those decisions uh, that were like, eh, okay, there just weren't enough songs either. Um, not no like sing-along moments really gotcha. or yeah it, it just it was too too many clips and too mm. many pictures and not enough not enough um fountains dancing to music um right. which is what mm. the show should probably be yeah. um yeah so those are those are the shows and the ride moving to universal we did have a, a fun meal at a new place there called um, the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium, which is also in, well, there's one in Orlando, but I think there's one in Shanghai or Beijing. I think probably Beijing. Um, so there's a couple of these, I guess it's a chain, but there's only like three of them in the world. And uh, it's it's a really cool place, a very steampunk uh, design and... Uh, a lot of a lot of chocolate inspired dishes um, and it's a good place for brunch and we had a good time it just opened this weekend and it was funny to go check in for your reservation and the host could not 
really help us because the phone was just constantly ringing. He's like, just hold on, sorry. <laughs> it, lasted, it lasted for a few minutes and then someone walked up and helped us. And okay. Someone okay. else. And, and that guy was just on phone duty, I think, for the rest of the oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just telling people, really, no, we don't really have reservations. Brunch now. Yeah, well, come on over. Let's do it. Okay, okay. All day, By baby. the time I get there, it would be brunch time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, talking about uh, Super Nintendo World, which is in uh, Universal Studios Hollywood is a very strange theme park. There's a bunch of stuff in the upper section, and then you go down what's seemingly like a mile of escalators, and then you're in the lower lot, and that's where Super Nintendo World is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, they don't have a lot of space to work with, mainly because it's a working studio essentially. Right. And uh, but they put a lot of stuff in a very small amount of space, um, and it looks really cool. It looks it looks like you're in a Nintendo World, um, in uh, in a Mario game or or movie. I guess there's the, a movie coming um, out. The videos that you sent were really cool. I loved the big mushrooms. Yeah. I also loved like the spinning gold coins. Yeah. I just thought like the heat, like ginormous spinning gold coins. Those Very were big. really, really fun. Yeah. But like in addition to all of like the castle and like all of the like l- quote land features and things like it looked really, really cool. It does look really cool. And it's very immersive. Uh, like you go through a, a pipe like you would in a Mario game and then you're inside the land and, and really, I mean, you can see a few buildings outside, but not very well. Um, they do pretty well with like the sight lines and yeah, it looks, it looks really good. There's so much movement in the land. Uh, honestly, Universal, at least that park is not really known for their maintenance and upkeep so it'll be interesting to see how well everything Mm -hmm. works a year down the road but for now it works great and and there's so much movement and and that's i mean that's essential uh you don't want anything stagnant in a theme park was there a rainbow bridge anywhere uh on the ride which i guess i guess i'll talk about um it's a mario kart ride uh and it's a really interesting ride. I'm not sure it's great, but <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Um, you, you're in a cart uh, with with three others, but but you kind of have. It's as close to a like virtual reality as I've seen a theme park get really. Um, and uh, so so you drive. The cart moves around and you're steering and it'll tell you which way to steer sometimes. And then you have like goggles, sort of goggles, not really goggles, but like a little screen over your your eyes. Um, but it's clear so you can see out uh, like the track. But if but the the goggles, for lack of a better term, if you look around, that'll show the other racers around you like oh, like. Cool. Um, like Mario or Bowser is driving beside you. Hmm. Um, and then you push a button on your steering wheel and look at them and you'll shoot a shell at them or something. 
Um, it's really interesting. Like I, like I've never done a ride like that at all. Um, it's more technically advanced than other game like rides I've been on. Uh, I wish it moved faster because Mm. it doesn't really feel like you're racing. Um, but it's a really hard idea to pull off. And I think they did a pretty good job. Um, like making a minis runaway railway, the queue was incredible and had so many different rooms and, and just looked awesome. Um, yeah, I, I haven't decided on the ride, but, uh, I think I liked it. It's not going to be one of my favorites, but I think I liked it. Uh, also throughout the land, there's a bunch of interactive stuff. Um, if you've played Mario before, you know, like Mario jumps up and hits the boxes and then things come out, coins or, or mushrooms or whatever. There's a ton of those boxes around, um, that people can hit if they have like a, a wristband that you do have to pay for. But, um, uh, and that was fun to see everyone use those things. And there's a lot of areas to kind of explore, even though it is pretty small. And that was, that was cool. Um, the last thing we did there was have a meal at, it's called Toadstool Cafe. Um, Toad, yeah, Toad is the chef, Mr. Toad. No, not Mr. Toad. Um, (laughs) uh, Miss Toad is, I I have no idea. Do we know if Toad's a boy or a girl? He Mm. talked to us at one point and it really led me to believe he is a male, but I'm not sure. Um, He had quite a voice. Uh, I was really surprised at how much I liked the food there. Um, theme park burgers are not always the most trustworthy thing, but I had a chicken burger and, and, well, we shared a chicken burger and just a cheeseburger and they were, they were both really, really good. I was surprised. Um, so good job. It's my favorite place to eat in Universal Studios Hollywood, which is not saying much, but also it's nice to have a good spot. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's a fun one for you. Thank you. Uh, Nintendo has revealed that long-serving Super Mario ally Toad, assumed to be male, is in fact genderless and possibly not even a mushroom. (laughs) What, what is it? (laughs) That, I think, is the real question here. And the one that I am currently stuck on. Yeah. He's got a big mushroom um, head. That was according to the um, the Independent. Wow. Okay. In the UK. Good to know. Uh, is it though? Is it actually helpful? <laughs> no, but no more helpful. I like no less helpful than uh, is a mushroom. I just, and, I, and a... I really don't care about the you know the gender of Toad. I just really um, if it's n- if it's not, what is it? <laughs> I keep. I want to call. I want to call Toad. Um, yeah. If it, why does it live in Mushroom Kingdom if it's not a mushroom? Super valid question. <laughs> yeah. it's a mushroom. It's a mushroom. Come on. I don't know. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. Continue. No, I think I'm. I think I covered everything. Oh wow! Great. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, I was imp- 
really impressed by the land. Really impressed by the restaurant. Uh, and I liked the ride. It wasn't mm. a... I didn't like it as much as the rest of the stuff. Uh, I will say, like, if you spend too much time in the land, you will get a headache. It is a lot to look at and very, right. very over the top. But mm. I think that's kind of what they had to do. It makes I mean, sense. It kind of has to be for yeah, Mario, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I, I do think it levels up, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> um, Universal Studios a little bit. I, it's not, I don't like Universal Studios n- nearly as much as uh, Disneyland, but I might like it almost as much as California Adventure, which is the second park at Disneyland Resort. Um, it's probably just maybe a, a little bit below that, but uh, but it's Universal has some really unique and cool things now between Harry Potter and Super Nintendo World and um, the Tram Tour. Or the studio tour, which is great. Um, so, so yeah, uh, the Super Nintendo World actually officially opens up on February 17th, I think. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, it kind of seems like Universal had kind of gone stagnant for a while. And then with the introduction of Harry Potter and yeah. now with this, it seems like they're they're kind of refreshing, rebooting. Yeah, they, they've done a lot of work. In their theme parks, especially the ones in Florida, honestly, um, but but yeah, they they've gotten a lot better in the last ten fifteen years. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, good on them. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much for that recap, Andrew. You really did have a busy weekend. It was very busy. Uh, I do think this is a. I think this year in general is a very good one to visit. The Southern California theme parks, especially, I, I don't know. I I'm not smart enough to predict travel patterns or or things like that. But it seems like the travel bubble is is bursting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the huge crowds we saw last summer, um, and frankly, even before that, have started to die down a little bit. I, from what I've noticed around here, anyway. Um, so, uh, I mean, the, it'll still be packed this summer like it always is, but, but if you can go in, in March or April, well, spring break's not great, but you know, early March, late May yeah. or, or in the fall next year, I think, I think this is as good a time to go as any, uh, um, between the, the new stuff at Disneyland and, and at Universal, there's some really cool things happening i think knots is opening knots Berry farm is opening a, a or redoing a roller coaster that opens this summer as well so um yeah a lot of fun things so awesome yeah mm-hmm. all right yeah any any other questions well just now that delta has a flight between auckland and la really there's nothing stopping us from getting an annual pass and then just whenever we want we'll just hop on a flight and come on over and go for the day and then hop on a flight and come on back i mean really yeah you're telling me easy no problem i've got a bed for you right here Easy. Uh, we can well you don't need the bed we'll just stay up all night recording this podcast and then i'll get back on the flight yeah yeah Yeah. exactly Uh i'll come with you on the plane and yeah i'll just Uh get a season pass to new zealand and (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll have a great time. I wish countries worked like that. Yeah, me too. And I wish airlines worked like that. <laughs> that like, would be I great. will pay you $2,000 and you just let me fly to LA whenever I want. That would be cool. That'd be great. I wonder. There, there are like passes in California on, on airlines where you like, between California and Arizona, you can fly unlimited times if you pay this mm-hmm. much per month. I wonder if we're headed that way. Like in I general. Really hope so. That would be great for people like us. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. It'd be so awesome. It would. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting mm-hmm. to think about. But yeah. probably, probably like not for card. this podcast. Yeah. That'd like, be- oh, hey, you've flown to LA from Auckland five times. Six times is free. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd I be cannot awesome. wait till you fly to how many how many uh, years do you get to keep the punch card? No more than five. Okay, so you're yeah. flying to LA six times in like four years. It's five times in five years, and okay. then your sixth time is three. Okay, great. That's yeah, great Delta, news for if- me. You could please do this. Also, if you could just sponsor us, please. Yeah. Who cares about all these other people? You don't even have to play for two plane tickets. Just one. You either have to get Andrew here or me there. No, I I think you have to pay for two. And and then some. Right. And then it's two. Yeah. Yeah. And then our spouses. And then. Just unlimited flights, Delta. That's all we ask. Come on. It's not that hard. Not that hard. Oh, yeah. Theme parks are great, though, everyone. Check them out. Hmm. Yeah. Airlines are not. No, they aren't great. They kind of suck. Yeah. All right. And this has been Tripatumi. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you have been sick. You are yeah. sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. It. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah. We'll finally get that uh, Diaz for itinerary out. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Maybe. You'll see. Yep. It and might then, come out. and then maybe sometime after that, you'll get to hear about Ben and my adventure to Wellington, where we're gonna go meet some red pandas. Oh yeah. And then wow. maybe sometime after that, you'll get to hear a movie draft. Yeah. Maybe and sometime then maybe after... sometime after that, you'll hear about the Gang of Youth concert that we finally oh, get to go gosh. to. Oh my gosh. Maybe sometime oh, after gosh. that, you'll get to hear some other guests on, which we're very maybe excited about. Sometime after that, we'll talk about Hawaii. Oh my goodness. Sometime after that, we'll do the E is for itinerary. Oh gosh. We'll have some guests on after that. We have so much content planned, you guys. We just have no time or energy. And really, I mean me. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> everyone uh, already knows anyway, Andrew. It's yeah. fine. I am everyone honest. knows I have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows that I have no energy. It's fine. What? Did Wonderful. you? I don't, sorry, I shouldn't talk about this on while we record. Okay, never mind. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Yeah, have a good have a good week, everybody. We'll be back next week. Okay, bye. One of those many episodes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>